America has All Hallows' Eve or Halloween to celebrate the driving out of evil spirits, Mexico has a tradition that celebrates those who've passed on in a festival known as El Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead. On this episode, we're gonna be talking a little bit about that, along with an original Texas art form known as Texas Swing Music. I'm Stephen Collins, and this is 78644. My name is Raymond DeLeon, and I am a member of Feria de Culturas, or a local 501c3 here in Lockhart. So organization um, focuses on uh, highlighting cultural traditions through food, art, music. Our main event that we host is the Dia de los Muertos Community Altar Festival here in Lockhart, in front of the Dr. Eugene Clark Library here in Lockhart. It falls after the actual date of Dia de los Muertos, but we always try to separate ourselves from Halloween. And um, it's it's a fun event to do. Like people are walking around on, on first Friday, and even if they did not intend to show up for our event, people always end up stopping by and they learn something new. As always, we have a community altar where we invite the community to add pictures or um, sentiments of a deceased loved one. We, we place it on our community altar. Um, we decorate it. We have some free activities for children to do. This year, we're going to add some games and uh, craft activities where they may ask for. We may ask for donations, face painting. We'll have live music. We have a local band. Um, they are called Quemason. It's Nicole Reyes Valdez and her husband Richard. They're donating their time. They're a, a local uh, Tejano band. And then there's another band, a little bit bigger band, called La Cuarenta y Cinco. They're pretty big in San Antonio. They're making their way out here. They're an old school uh, orchestra style, like Little Joe kind of music. They're really great. And, you know, they, they're going to um, perform for us. So we're going to have some really good music this year. I am Nicole Reyes Valdez. And I'm Richard Valdez. And uh, we are Gemason. Um, we are a husband and wife duo. That's how everybody likes to likes to spin it for us. Um, and we are assigned to a record label out of San Antonio called Next Gen Latinx Records. We've been releasing singles, and we're building up to finishing our album, hopefully by the end of the year. Uh, this song itself is called Fantasma. I think it's been our favorite song that we've, that we've done so far. I actually uh, got to write this song, the lyrics with my dad. I was super excited about it. Um, he'd always told these stories uh, about when he was younger and things, and this was one of my absolute favorites. He, it didn't matter how many times he told it. It was just always a good story. He actually had an encounter with the Yorona. I used to live right next to the uh, gravel pits, about a block away from the gravel pits. There was a creek that ran through there. It was a heavily wooded area, but there was a creek running through there, and um, we used to go over there and just kind of have a good time. This was way back in the in the '60s, so we didn't have uh, color TV, internet, none of that stuff. We we just kind of went out there and had some fun. It was on the Fourth of July, I remember. We didn't have air conditioning. We would just sleep with the windows open. Uh, we had screen windows and screen doors, and everything was just left open and unlocked. So you could hear just different sounds at night from the neighbors. I was an eight-year-old boy, and about two o'clock, just a little after two in the morning, I got woken up, and I looked outside, and I heard one of my dogs that was cowering had his tail between his legs and ran under the house. And then all of a sudden, I heard this wail, 
and it was a very, very phantasmal whale. Of course, we had heard from past legends about the Llorona, the Weeping Lady. It's a legend in Mexico, but it seems to be just a little bit more than that because many people have uh, said that they've heard and even seen this ghost, this phantasm. As I kept listening and looking outside, I heard it even louder. And I knew about where this was taking place because I knew the area over there. And as soon as I heard it, I knew that it was a very, very ominous phantasmal whale. I sat up and I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to be here by myself in this room. So I got up and I ran to my parents' room. And of course, they had their door open also. Of course, it had a screen door and windows. And I told my my dad, I said, Dad, I hear the Llorona. And I jumped in between mom and dad, you know, as an eight-year-old kid. I jumped in between there and my dad woke up and he says, oh yeah, I hear it too. And I covered my ears because I didn't want to hear it anymore. My dad kept listening. He says, it sounds like it's moving, going away. And it was. It was traveling what it's what seemed to be down the creek. After a while, it started to die down. You could, and then that's when I started listening again, and I could barely hear it. But I felt pretty secure between my mom and dad. And then little by little, it started dying down, and then we couldn't hear it anymore. We got up. My mom wanted to go get a glass of water in the kitchen. So as We started walking in the dark to the kitchen. I see this white ghost, and it was walking away from us. And it seemed to me like it was a young woman with a shawl over her head and a dress all the way down to the floor, and it was kind of like floating away from us in the house. And I said, Mom, what is that? And she flipped on the light, and it was gone. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's actually funny because I feel like a lot of times uh, some of the songs we write, it takes a little bit of sitting down and a lot of brainstorming. But when she came to me with this idea, she told me the backstory of it. She told me what she wanted, and one of the things I always ask was, "Well, is it going to be a, a, a minor key or major key song?" And she told me it's going to be minor key, and she told me well, I want this line that's going to kind of signify that this is the Yorona whale, and. I played this line once, and it solidified the song, and everything else just kind of fell into place, and this song just kind of came up right there and then. It was uh, kind of almost like a a one-shot take when we got into the studio with the song. Oh, 
Telenovela stopped by to play a song from their upcoming record. This song is called Vampire Cowgirl, and it's probably one of the first, mm, like, three or four songs that we wrote for the record. And we recorded it a while ago, but um, I just think this one translates really well when it's just me and a guitar. It doesn't really need a lot of bells and whistles to it, so I wanted to do this one, and because of the fact that it's still kind of spooky season. Of a cow who rides at night Picking off the stalk There you saw her for yourself Of that you're sure I have never seen a man Cry like that before Through the brutes she moved Softly swaying grass Whispered as she cut the herd Like a piece of glass By the light of the moon Blood upon the ground She had slain a longhorn ox Nearly without sound Cow Drive you away, but I 
spooky cowboy ballad. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, you know, porch fireside story song. And on the record, I guess you do it a bit a bit wider with the band and whatnot. There's more to it than that. Yeah, there's some slide guitar and some weird spooky wind sounds and things like that. Oh, I love that. It's great. <laughs> um, and you have a show, a telenovela show coming up. Yes, we have a couple. We have a Lockhart show, which is on November 9th on a Wednesday. And that was kind of in the works for a while because our friend Andrew is in a band called Swarming Branch and we've been wanting to play with them. So um, everybody on the bill is amazing. Like they're all people that we really admire and have been wanting to do a show with. So it's a four band bill um, with Harry and Emmy and um, Garrett Teacaps as well. But uh, that's our, kind of our warm-up show because we're also going to be opening for Voxtrot on 1111 at the Mohawk. And that's going to be a pretty big one. So uh, we just wanted to have like a, a hometown show where people would support us even if we made a few mistakes yeah. um, and try out our new keyboard player. No, that's, a, that's so, a, I love those kind of shows, like low yeah. pressure. So uh, uh, November 9th at Arts and Crafts. Mm-hmm. What time is that? Uh, doors are at 7. The first band is probably going to go on at 7.30. Since there's four bands, uh, we just want to start it a little bit earlier than usual. That's fantastic. Thanks for taking time to stop by and play Thank tune. you so much. This is awesome. This Friday is first Friday, November 4th, and the Commerce Gallery is going to be having a new exhibit with Patrick Puckett, Chad Ray, and Camille Woods. The show is an open house, and it starts from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can meet the artist from 5 to 8, and cocktails by Crédor Mescal. Here's Camille Woods discussing some of her work. Hello, my name is Camille Woods, and I'm a local Austin painter. Um, I use mostly acrylic and some oil, and a lot of my paintings are based off of historical photographs that I find here and there. 
I like to craft a lot of my own compositions with the photographs and then do some sketching and then sketch again on a large canvas and start painting. The painting I'm going to talk about is the first painting along the wall in Commerce Gallery. It's called Together We Recline Eternal Valentines. I've been drawing these types of characters since I was a teenager. Um, it was kind of always the first thing I would draw anytime I had a blank piece of paper. I would draw these faces. And so it's something that I've always carried with me um, into my adult years. I never really felt like I had a concept that I could hang my hat on until more recently when I came across this collection of old photographs. It was a, it's a book called The Invisibles. Someone had gone to all these different flea markets and antique shops and found all these historical photographs of queer couples. And I was really moved by it um, and realized that I hadn't ever really seen this kind of representation in art. Um, especially not historical art and all the, you know, times I've been to museums and galleries. You know, being a gay woman, I realized that painting stories of people like me was something that I could really be inspired by. As cheesy as it is to say, I love love. And I really wanted to paint stories of couples, you know, like me and my wife in a Texas setting you know, anything Western, I've always been drawn to as well. And I do love Texas. So it felt like com combining the two um, was the perfect storm. I felt like translating this two-color palette, you know, limitation could be really powerful in a large-scale painting. And it turned out that um, it works pretty well. In this painting in particular, I found a couple photographs, uh, one of a couple, or they might be friends, I don't know, but my interpretation of it is that they're a couple, you know, it's these two Western guys, I think it's from, you know, the old Wild West, some historical photo. And then I found a more contemporary photo of these two uh, long-haired greyhounds, and I decided that this would be the perfect uh, combination. Um, so for me, you know, the dogs represent unconditional love and the palm leaves behind the couple symbolize peace and eternal life. The painting is a story of two eternal soulmates that find love and acceptance with each other and their dogs in this often unaccepting and conditional world. I feel like the size of this painting and other portraits I do really help me to express the big emotions that I feel. And also, I feel like they create a bigger impact for the stories I tell. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the painting. It's getting about that time. Time for Eye in the Sky. Problem is, uh, Barney Chowder... Lit his arm on fire trying to get the propane grill lit. And so uh, we had to have Alan Parsons come in uh, fill in for him. Uh, Alan, what you got? It's David. That's right, Alan Parsons here. You're high in the sky. Things are crazy up here, it looks like. A little crazy today in Lockhart. Uh, looks like there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of traffic flowing in on the uh, northward bound into the subway. 
that's the, the sandwich shop, not uh, not the new subway that they built that uh, goes from the movie theater down to the uh, courthouse. And uh, kind of taking a ride around the state park right now. Looks like a lot of those big mansions on their way. A lot of parties, those Monday night parties they throw. So looks like there's going to be, if you're coming in from the high school, looks like that's going to be a hard bargain for you. You might want to kind of turn around, maybe take Waterloop if you're headed, uh, if you're headed north into Austin for some reason. Also, uh, looking around right now, we're looking over on the east side. Um, and it looks like really what's going on over there is just a lot of mayhem in some sense. Looks like there's some type of horse parade going on. But you know how it is. It's just chopper just goes so fast. It's hard to take anything into really account. But it's it's looking like a busy, busy day here. Also, if you want to look over, um, always lunch on Silver's packed. That Monday, that thing's going to stay packed. That's going to be smacking, smacking out filet of fishes and so forth to probably uh, probably 10:30 p.m. at least. Alan Parsons, Iron Scott. Back to you, Stephen. Thank you to all our one-time donors who helped support Sunflower and Friends, which our first episode was dedicated to. We raised $353.26 for them in just a little under a week. And uh, we'll be delivering that to Chaz and Naomi this week. Also, this is our last free episode. We'll be moving to a subscription-based service for less than the cost of two tacos a month. We'll be airing new episodes the first and third Wednesday of the month. And the money will go towards keeping this going and covering our costs for production. Also, we're officially looking for sponsors. So if you want to sponsor 78644, get in touch at 78644podcast at gmail.com. Our hope is to really supplement musicians that are playing in town. When you go and play a show, uh, you you can do a door deal or a guarantee. And if you're going to have a full band, sometimes it's just not enough to to pay everyone and pay yourself. So what we'd like to uh, do with this show is to help supplement that a little bit and make it a bit easier and make Lockhart and the surrounding areas known for helping musicians and artists. Thursday, November 3rd at Old Pal, the Halliana Trio from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. El Rey Nightclub, line dancing, women only, from 6 to 7 p.m. Friday, November 4th, that's a first Friday, at the Dr. Eugene Clark Library from 5 to 10, the Community Altar, Luminarias, Kids Crafts, Live Music, and also La Catrina Costume Contest for the Dia de los Muertos Festival. Child and adult category, sign up between 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. on the day of the event, and the contest is at 7.30. Live music by Camazon and La 45. Halliana will be playing at Best Little Wine Bar at 7 p.m. Old Pal is having Doug Strahan, 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. The Pearl is RDO Band, a yacht rock group from San Antonio, and that's uh, 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. At the Pocket Park, Little Trouble and Texas Monthly are hosting the Sleep Cats and the Grateful Dead Night. Christ Market is having Jamie Kruger Band from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's a Texas blues rock band. Saturday, November 5th, it's Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest. And on the square will be Jesse Straighten Band, Squeezebox Bandits, Mariachi Los Cornales, Nick Garza's Get Along and Daphne Tunes. Old Pal will be having the Golden Roses from 9.30 to 11 p.m. And there's a late DJ set by Willigan's Island. 
The Pearl will be having barbecue fest fun with local pitmaster Kit Portis. Al Dresden will be playing, Dick Gimble, Larry Eisenberg, and fiddle player from 3 to 5 p.m. Alamo Distillery will be serving up free samples of Alamo bourbon and Southtown Chamoy flavored spirit. Later, Rebecca Creek will be hosting free samples of Texas Ranger whiskey and their new versions, Coconut Pecan and Peach. Trites Market will be having the Chris Cuevas Project from 12.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. From San Antonio, Texas, Chris Cuevas Project is an original music band blending together blues, funk, soul, Latin, and jazz genres. Michael Milligan and Texiana Bluez from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Michael Milligan and Texiana Bluez describe their unique sound as a Texas blues with Louisiana attitude. This is what happened when they combined their ethnic mixture of original sounds. The frontman and lead singer Michael Milligan, former frontman for Delta Rue, brings to the group powerful vocals, often compared to Junior Medlow, and a unique harp style that's definitely his own. Arts and Crafts will be having Ladies' Night with Halliana, Cassie D, and Jenny Sad at 7 p.m., full bar, and there's no cover. Old Pal Texas Tavern will present Texas Hatter's music series with Two Hoots and a Holler, Halliana and Dustin Welsh, Tom Ben Lindley and The Law, and Space Trine. At uh, Texas Hatter Stage, November 5th, noon to 8 p.m., it's a free show, and that's at uh, Texas Hatter's 100 East Market Street, Lockhart, Texas. Wednesday, November 9th, Arts and Crafts will be hosting Telenovela, Garrett T. Caps, Henry and Emmy, and Swarming Branch. Old Pal will be having Parker Chapin, and that's Chicken Fried Steak Night. The Pearl will be having Lockhart singer-songwriter Chris Lancaster from 7 to 9 p.m. Thursday, November 10th, Old Pal from 7 to 9 p.m. will be having Daniel Pips. Friday, November 11th, Old Pal will be having Richard Watson play from 9.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. The Pearl will be having the Jamie Kruger Group from 9 to 11 p.m. Saturday, November 12th, Commerce Cafe will be having Butch Hancock with Andrew Blanton opening. That's doors at 7 p.m. and the show starts at 8. That's $25 cover. Old Pal will have Dustin Welch, which is his residency at Old Pal, every second Sunday. That's at 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. The Baker Theater will be having tribute to military veterans, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. shows on Saturday and 2 p.m. Sunday November 13th, matinee. It's a variety show, so you can see our performance of music, dance, comedy, and magic, similar to those traveling shows seen by those serving the U.S. military. Free admission for veterans, active duty military, and Gold Star families. Adults are $15. Seniors 60 and up is $12. Veterans are free. Students up to 24 years old are $7. Sunday, November 13th, it's Sunday Fun Day at Martindale River Cafe. Eyes, Skies, and Flowers will be releasing their EP and having a celebration show there from 2 to 8 p.m. Performances by South Texas Tweak, Electric Gold, David Beck, Foxmore Express. Rollfast Ranchware is hosting the Rollfast Roundup Listening Experience, featuring Spud Slims at their shop from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's a $10 cover. There is absolutely no talking, no cell phones, no amp, no PAs. Nothing. It's just an acoustic show like it was back in the old days. Arts and Craft will be hosting the Lockhart Irish Music Session from 4.30 to 8 p.m. The Pearl will be having W.C. Clark Sunday Blues Matinee from 3 to 5 p.m. 
That's all we got for 78644 News. See my blue-eyed Sally She lives away down on Shinbone Alley The number on the gate and the number on the door And the next house over is a grocery store Day all night, stay a little longer Dance all night, dance a little longer Pull off your coat, blow it in the corner No, don't see why I don't stay a little longer Al Dressen here in the studio today with us to visit about a host of things, one of them being about what Texas Swing is. I think a lot of people think mm-hmm. they know, but they don't know. we we'll to be talking about that. And then we're going to talk about the upcoming festival where you can where you can see the band. So, Al, why don't we talk a little bit about Texas Swing? Well, uh, Milton Brown gets most of the credit for, for starting the thing we call Western Swing back in the 30s. But his uh, good friend, because they, they were both playing with the Light Crust Doughboys back then, was Bob Wills. And Milton, after he came up with the idea for it, he passed away, and Bob liked the sound, and, and he took it over, and he's the one that made it popular. So what is Western Swing? It's, um, it's a combination of some different musical styles. It's got a little bit of country in it, a little bit of uh, uh the blues, a little bit of swing music, things like that combined together. You still do waltzes and polkas and jitterbugs and all that kind of stuff, two-stepping, all all right in there. But you got that country swing, jazz, Latin, all those things combined. It makes it very likable. All you got to do is play a country song this style, and you'll find out that, yeah, you can dance to swing music. Uh, you're already doing it. Uh, it's just being called country. And Wills and, and, and Milton Brown were the ones who figured out how to do that. From talking to a lot of the old playboys from back in those days that were still around here in the last 20, 30 years, it's very doable. The trick is you got to learn how to play swing and jazz. Got to learn how to do some of that so that you can put it with with a country song and with a country beat and stuff going on. I remember hearing uh, Levon Helm talk about that, the drummer mm-hmm, for the mm-hmm, band, you know, and mm-hmm. he was he was talking about how turning the beat around to and he uh, he was describing swing, but he would say you turn the beat around uh-huh. it and all of a sudden you you would get the people dancing. Yeah. And I think it's just that that subtle a shift. Yeah. You know. And uh having the beat a bit late. You yeah. know, and and or if it's if a four or four song, it might lilt behind a bit uh-huh. to swing it, and uh, it just breaks the thing things wide and makes it more danceable. I think you know. Yeah, it really does. And, and you tell that to someone who hadn't experienced it yet, they're going to say what? But once they hear it, they get it. When I was younger, we were playing country music. This was back when I was in my thirties, and we had a country band, and we were okay. We knew there was something out there called Western Swing, because we'd hear it and we'd like it, but we didn't know how to play it. Playing it is a little bit more difficult. All aboard this train, everybody get on, ready, let's go, boys, kick it off, Leon, kick it off.
when I was a little boy, that was back in the in the in the 1950s. Uh, swing had been around for a while, and every once in a while, you'd hear a few songs. Not many. Most of the songs that you hear were played straight country, but you'd hear something that somebody was getting into Western swing, and they'd enter just a few of them into their repertoire. It just made you perk up. It made everybody perk up and say, wow, what is that? I like it. People wind up going over and talking to the band about it at break. You know, my mom and dad, they, they, they'd hear it, and I, I would hear them being a little boy. I'd hear them talking about it and what that did to them when they was dancing. They had the feeling how it was just so easy to dance to. You'd think it was going to be harder to dance to, but no, it was easy to dance to. The beat was so big and so there. Everybody that I have had the opportunity to introduce that sound to, that's what they wind up saying. It's, it's so danceable. How did you get uh, affiliated and connect with the with the Playboys? Well, um, we we started playing some songs with some swing in it, and we liked it. We were calling ourselves Western Swing. We, we were just a little bit. And we had this great paying job for like 1980-something, 82. It was down in Houston, and man, it paid like about three grand. That was a bunch of money back in those days. And so we were getting ready to do it, and all of a sudden, some of our guys couldn't be there. And it was like a week before the job, and they were expecting some Western Swing. So we at that time, we had one of the Playboys playing with us. We had Louise Rowe, who was the only female instrumentalist with the Texas Playboys. She started playing with the Playboys, I think, in about 50 or 51. She was playing bass fiddle with us. So I went to her about two days before the job in Houston. I said, Louise, we're in trouble. We got this Western Swing job that pays good, and we're not going to be able to do it. So she just kind of did like Louise would. She'd look off to the side and say, well, I can handle that, no problem. And I say, what do you mean? She says, well, I'll just get some of the Playboys. They're not doing anything right now. And so I said, well, who are you going to get? Well, just wait till tomorrow, I'll tell you. So the next day, it's just about a day away from the from the event, she she tells me, she says, I got Leon Roush to help you with the singing. I got uh, Herb Remington to play steel guitar for you. I got Bob White and Bob Boatwright to play twin fiddles. And, of course, I'll be there, she says. I says, really? <laughs> she, she says, yeah, they'll be there. Don't worry about it. I'll get them there. They'll be there for you, Will Al, because I'm up living Houston. Oh, it was special. I'll never forget that. And so after the job's over, I say to Leon and Herb, they're sitting close to me, and I said, we might need some, some more help if you guys have the time to do it. We might have some other jobs that want us to play Western Swing. Got to remember, the Playboys, those, those old men, they would mess with you if you were a little bit younger. They would really mess with you just to have a laugh, you know. And they kind of looked at each other serious, and they said, well, let us go talk about it over here in the corner. So they got the other two guys. They went over there and talked about it. And I, we could see them. 
laughing. <laughs> we're laughing at us, of course. They came back and they said, "Well, we can we can do it, uh, and we we can probably even do it more than just a few times. Uh, just let us know ahead of time if we're if we're open, we'd be glad to do it." So that was the beginning of the Playboys' connection to us, and it it lasted almost seven years. Uh, we all had a good time. <sighs> It was just, it was just really special. Those fellas, I, I've, I've never had as much fun playing music, and I've been playing since I was thirteen. I never had as much fun as we had with the Playboys playing with us. Did you want to do a, a tune, right quick? Well, let's do something with Milk Cow Blues. I, I've heard that Milk Cow Blues comes from way back before Wills. I I could have the wrong information, but I've heard it came back from way back in the early 1900s. And uh, I've never heard the exact how he got connected with it. When I was a little boy, my dad worked for a a guy that owned a real big 1,200-acre ranch. and, And to make a little extra money, Dad had some milk cows, and him and Mom would sell milk to the neighbors that didn't have cows. Daddy was not a singer. He just wasn't sure of himself. I, I heard him sing, and, and he could sing, but he didn't want to do it in front of people, you know. So his opportunity to sing is, was when he had that milk cow. Sometimes he'd wake me up doing this on purpose. He, I would just wake up, and I'd, I'd watch him. He'd go in there and get the buckets ready, and he'd take them all out there. And, and, and as soon as he got out of the house, all of a sudden he'd start singing. Milk Cow Blues. Well, I woke up this morning. I looked out my door. I could tell my old milk cow by the way she lowed. If you see, and he'd sing, if you see old Susie, won't you drive her on home? And by about that time, he'd be out of, out of hearing distance, and I wouldn't hear him anymore. But he'd sing that. And he, he wouldn't sing that around my mom. He wouldn't sing it around anybody else, just him and the cows. Well, good evening. Don't that sun look good going down? Bum, 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 Well, good evening. Don't that sun look good going down? And don't that army cot look lonely when your lover ain't around? I found everything, baby, just to get along with you. Now I'm going to tell you just what I'm going to do. Gonna stop my crying, leave you alone in a big buildup. If you don't think I'm leaving, Mama, count the days I'm gone. Cause you're gonna need my help. The the singer would never say help. He would say help. You're gonna need my help. You're gonna need my help someday. You're gonna be so sorry you treated me that way. Daddy wouldn't sing the whole song, but he'd sing the first part. Every time I do that song. Still, and 50 years later, I always think about Daddy singing it, you know. And it's a special moment in old Al's life when I do that. Yeah, that milk cow blue. This weekend, the magazine, Texas Monthly Magazine, is having their one of their events that they have each year. 
And we've played at them for two or three times, but they've been in Austin. Now they're moving out here to Lockhart. And I think that's a great idea. Starting at noon Sunday, they will have music. Uh, they'll have three bands. Each one of them does an hour. So I know we, we play from 12 till 1, and then they take a little uh, break. They'll have two other bands. It'll be out uh, at City Park here in Lockhart, and it's a really, really nice event. I mean, it's nothing but just pure D fun. You're going to need my help. You're going to need my help someday. Seven eight six four four is produced by Kate Collins, recorded at Troubadour Image and Sound, Troubadour Studio in Lockhart, Texas. Original music by Kay Maison, Natalie Ribbons, by myself, Stephen Collins, and Al Dresden. In studio performances by Kay Maison, David Reyes, Natalie Ribbons, and Al Dresden. Other recorded music by Bob Wills. Get in touch about music, art, or shows at seven eight six four four podcast at gmail.com. Our podcast is available on Red Circle. Radio Public and all other podcast stations very soon. Thanks for listening. On that little mandolin is Paul Glass.